Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast, and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a best places to work award, while also reducing your business risk with proactive HR strategies that are going to have real world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey with us, I promise to work on sharpening your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your organization, how to design training systems that work how to establish proactive HR systems that will lower your business risk, how to improve employee experience, how to lead your team through good times and bad, and how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones. So if you're ready, let's get on with building a best places to work business. All right, so today we are going to talk about collecting employee testimonials. The reality is you don't need 15 testimonial questions in order to do this. Now, why do we want to collect employee testimonials? Well, it's the same logic as why we collect customer testimonials. Social proof is critical, whether it's the social proof from our happy customers so that future potential buyers can get comfortable with the product or service that you offer, or whether it's employee testimonials that help fuel your recruiting and your talent acquisition, right? You have to remember that future employees are doing their due diligence on your organization long before you have that first interview. So they are doing their homework to decide, do I even want to take the time to have interviews with this particular company, with this particular entrepreneur, with this particular founder? And the social proof, their ability to see existing employees at your company and say, wow, okay, they're pretty happy, right? You know, there's no utopia, not every day is perfect, but for the most part, they are happy working at this organization. You know, this helps me make my decision that I want to move forward in the interview process. So one of the biggest things you have to do, those, you know, for me personally, I had to get over myself, right? I hesitated for a long time on collecting employee testimonials and collecting customer testimonials because I felt, oh, I don't want to bother them. Have I done a good enough job that I'm able to ask for this now? At the end of the day, you just have to set all that aside and be willing to ask for the feedback, be willing to ask for the testimonials. Now, you know, I am your perpetual overthinker. I mean, law school do that to you, right? You go to law school and they teach you to think and never stop thinking and ask a lot of questions and overanalyze everything. And sometimes that can be a bad thing because that leads to inaction. So I went for a long period of time where I was not willing to collect customer testimonials and that hurts the business. 
So I finally set those feelings aside and pushed through, and I made sure to not overcomplicate my process. I started from the end in mind and really took a look at what am I trying to accomplish with my customer testimonials? And once I was very clear on what I wanted to accomplish, what results I wanted from it, what feedback I wanted from it, I was then able to design three very clear, concise questions. I put it on a Google form. I crafted a templated email that I then customized by customer, and I send out the request at a specific point in our relationship. And so far, I've sent out 10 customer testimonial requests, and I'm happy to report all 10 have agreed to do it, and all 10 have come back. And so we duplicate the same process with our employee testimonials so that we don't want to overthink it. So as we go through this podcast today, we're going to talk about the framework for your questions. We're going to talk about thinking backwards from your goal. And then I'm going to wrap up by giving you 11 different types of employee testimonial We'll call them types or subjects, right? Because there's different categories, if you will. So over time, you can really build out your employee testimonial toolkit with these 11 different content ideas. All right. So let's talk about the question framework. Again, I want to stress that you don't need 15 questions, right? You can get down to three solid questions. Most resources about employee testimonials are going to give you a long list of 25 questions and suggest that you pick a few at random. Now, in my experience in creating testimonial requests, I have found that when you pick questions at random, you're going to get random answers, right? They may not loop together, they may not tie together, and they may not give you the feedback that you're looking for to help move your brand and your organization forward. So we really do need to think about the end in mind. Now, asking fewer questions will mean that your employee can answer each question in detail which is going to make them more likely to provide compelling information that you can use for effective promotions, for talent acquisition, recruiting, and your marketing campaigns, right? You can use employee testimonials in your marketing campaigns because you know what? New customers, your potential customers, your prospects are looking at this as well. How do I know that? Well, go back a few years. If you were ever following Uber as a company, if you remember when the board of directors at Uber ousted the founding CEO, When they ousted him, a lot of information came to light. And one of the biggest things that came to light is the culture he had allowed to develop at Uber. It was very, what do they call it? An all boys club, a men's club. It was very sexist towards women. There was a lot of sexual harassment. There were just a lot of things that came out where you take a step back and go, wow, that is not a great place to work. So when that happened, when the CEO was ousted from Uber and this information came out very quickly, the hashtag drop Uber or whatever started trending and people started deleting the Uber app from their phone and they started adding the Lyft app to their phone, right? People wanted to spend their money with the rideshare company Lyft instead of Uber when they found out about how the CEO had created such a toxic culture at Uber. People vote with their wallets. So you being able to show that your employees are fundamentally happy and enjoy working at your company will help you with future customers and will probably help you with customer retention as well. So how do you develop questions? This is why you don't need to ask a load of questions. The point of employee testimonials is to recruit future employees and make your company look good to existing and potential customers, right? Those are the two reasons. So let me repeat that in case you're writing this down. The point of employee testimonials is to recruit future employees 
and make your company look good to existing and potential customers. This is very important to keep in mind as you develop your questions. So in terms of developing your questions, where do you start? Well, you start by making sure that you keep your questions short and sweet. And when I say short and sweet, what I mean is you need to think about your audience and the time and the effort that they need to put into answering these questions, right? Now, this has to include the length of each question as well as the number of questions used. Each question should be short and simple without too much text, too many answers to provide so that your employees do not get overwhelmed. And keep in mind, you can use this for customer testimonials as well. The same framework applies. So if you keep the questions short and sweet, your interviewee is going to be engaged because they don't have a long list of questions to respond to all at once and feel overwhelmed. So here's a solid rule of thumb for you to follow to keep each sentence very, very short. So I'm going to give you three example questions that are very short, sweet, direct, and to the point. Question number one, how did you find your way to your current role with our company? Question number two, could you share a few details about your favorite part of your role at our company and the team that you work with? And question number three, what stands out to you about the culture at our company? Those are all short, sweet, direct, to the point, and very clear. Okay, so that is your first step when you start to design your questions, is keep them short, sweet, direct, and to the point. Okay, moving on from there. When you sit down to write your questions, you need to think backwards from your goal. And now, what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is the best way to ask the perfect question is to start by asking yourself, what do you want from this employee testimonial? Or what do you want from your customer testimonial? Now, an easy way to figure this out is to ask yourself, if I were to get the perfect response from this respondent, what would they say? Now, when you know the answer to this, now you can work backwards to develop the questions that will hopefully drive that response. Thinking backward in this manner, it's going to help you focus on what would be the most powerful employee testimonial quote that you can then put on your website, put on your marketing material, and promote, right? So this is going to help you construct that question to get the testimonial from your employee or from your customer if you're doing customer testimonials. Now, your goal could be as simple as, we want employees to say that they love the flexible working style at company XYZ. So in order to get that response, you would have to frame a question as such. How does the flexible work style at our company make your life better? Now, if you don't have a flexible work schedule, you can't ask that question, right? So you have to make sure that you are very clear about what answers you would like to elicit, and they have to be in line with your company culture. Now, you also might want an employee to talk about the fun working culture at your company. So you could ask, how would you describe the culture at our company? Now, this could give you a great response that you could use on a testimonial page. Uh, if you get it as a video, you have social media. There's so many ways that you could take that information to promote it. The second component or the second step for you to think about is don't overthink this. Because the questions should be short and sweet, there shouldn't be too many of them, right? I recommend no more than three. So it's easy for you, though, because you're trying to narrow it down to three, it's going to be easy to get analysis paralysis because you're going to worry about making them perfect. And, you know, I really shouldn't even be using the word perfect because there is no such thing as perfect, right? If we are a perfectionist, it's an excuse for procrastination. If we say we're a perfectionist, all we're saying is we're going to procrastinate. We use that as an excuse not to move forward. 
And just because you write three questions and launch them doesn't mean those three questions are set in stone. You can always change them. If they don't elicit the response that you want, you can always change those questions. So nothing is set in stone. So you're not going to know what works until you get out there and try it. So don't overthink it. Get your three questions figured out based on your end in mind goal and go from there. So here is your framework. Here is your summary for how you're going to go about creating your questions. It's a six-step process. First, work backward from your desired outcome, right? We discussed this. Figure out what type of responses you are looking for, what you want the employees to promote, and then work backwards from there. So again, if you want them to talk about how great the flexible work environment is and how it helps their personal life, you need to ask a question around that topic. Second, think about your culture and work backwards from there. So if you want to emphasize that the culture is fun or that the culture is collaborative, you want to make sure your question is designed around that specific topic. Third, figure out what you want people to emphasize, right? See, all three of these tie together, right? If you want people to emphasize the workplace flexibility, if you want them to emphasize collaborative environment, if you want them to emphasize that you provide professional development and that you are focused on their career and developing them as professionals, then you need to make sure that you are designing questions that emphasize that. Okay, number four, in general, make sure that you keep the questions short and sweet. Three questions max for a written testimonial collection. Number five, ask open-ended questions, right? Do not ask yes or no questions. Ask a question where your employee or your customer has to write an actual answer, right? We want them to write the answer. We want the context around it. Yes and no answers do not provide compelling social proof and do not provide compelling testimonials. Last, don't overthink it. Just get your questions figured out based on what you want for the end result, go to market with it, and then start to look at that feedback. And again, you can always change those if you decide that the answers you're getting don't help move the brand in the direction that you want it to move. That is how you're going to approach thinking about your questions and setting them up and designing them. All right. Last but not least, I did promise you that I was going to talk about the 11 different types of testimonial topics or testimonial categories that you can build over time. Because, uh, you know, in a previous podcast, I did discuss the importance of building your own career page on your website. We will link to that episode in the show notes that you can go back and listen to it or listen to it for the first time if you haven't heard it yet. But as you expand your careers page, these 11 different types of employee testimonial and feedback topics can continue to bolster and strengthen that presence. Plus, it gives you more content for social media and allows you to continue to expand the brand. So these are the 11 different types of employee testimonials and feedback that you can collect from your team over time. Number one, employee video testimonials. So what you do with this is you're taking, instead of doing just a recorded Microsoft Word document or a written testimonial, now you get your employee on camera and it's a back and forth dialogue. Again, three to four questions. And that employee takes the time on video to answer those questions. Very powerful way to convey the employee's feelings and thoughts about your business through video. Employee award videos, right? So if you do uh, acknowledge your employees and give awards, it'd be great to capture that on video. That's a great opportunity to show that you recognize your employees and you can promote that. Number three, 
thought leadership videos, work with your employees and develop topics that they are passionate about related to the business and have them create thought leadership videos that you can then promote on LinkedIn, on your company website, whatever social media platforms you utilize, and also send that to current customers and potentially new customers. Executive story video. As you start to build a team and you have managers and leaders, capture that executive story, especially if they've grown with you over time. An employee that goes from an employee to a manager, capture that story, right? That's a great executive story video that can show how over time they've been able to develop a career path with your company. Tutorial videos. This is a great thing. Employees can put together tutorial videos either on the product or the service, right? Something that allows them to build a little bit of their own brand with your company and show their expertise in a particular area of your business. The next one is company culture videos. Work with employees to create short videos that talk about the culture or show the culture in action, right? Being able to show what the culture is like and that employee experience is important, conveying that through video is very powerful. Employee bio videos are awesome. These are great for the career page. It humanizes all of us when we talk about our history, who we are, where we came from, a little bit about us personally, right? So that employee video that's a biography of them allows future employees to understand the team, who they are, where they're from, and create that connection. So employee bio videos are a very powerful tool that you can build out. Customer success story videos. Here's where you have to ask your customers if they'd be willing to participate. And if they've worked with one of your employees and had an awesome experience and they've had success with that employee, this would be a great opportunity for that customer to talk about why they like doing business with your company, why they like the product or service, and why the employee or employees that they work with have really made an impact in how the relationship has developed. Your next thing you can do is create sales success story videos, right? Successful sales processes and successful problem solving by your employees with the customers or the future customers really help customers get comfortable with who they might be working with and the opportunities at hand. Next, new hire videos. So as you know, if you've listened to some of the previous podcasts, um, I encourage that after the first two to three weeks of a new hire coming on board, you have that one-to-one meeting and you review how that first couple of weeks has gone, right? What went well? What do we need to work on? How was your experience, right? You're grading it and you're constantly looking to improve it. Be a great time to do a new hire video, especially if that new hire has had a relatively good onboarding. And again, nothing is ever going to be perfect. Perfection doesn't exist, but create that new hire video where they talk about, hey, this was my onboarding experience. This is what went well. This is what we're going to work on improving, right? Give them a chance to talk about it because that new hire video is powerful for future candidates to see, okay, that person just went through an onboarding and okay, about 90% of it went well or 80% of it went well. This is good. I like this. I want to proceed in the hiring process. And last but not least, new employee welcome videos. Have your employees create a toolbox of employee welcome videos that can be deployed upon the new hire or even before the new hire right? There is this thing called pre-boarding, right? We can use the new employee welcome videos to pre-board new hires, right? So a week before they start, we can send them a couple of employee welcome videos, welcome to the company, setting expectations and making them feel like, you know, showing them that you made the right decision when you accepted a job with us. So that concludes this podcast talking about 
collecting employee testimonials and why you don't need 15 questions. So now you have a framework to start designing your employee testimonial program and actually executing it and starting to collect those employee testimonials. And if you don't have employees yet, that's okay. Now you know what you need to do when you do start getting employees. And last but not least, you can also use this again for your customers, right? It's the same process, just a different audience. Well, that concludes today's Entree to Employer podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Again, we will be continuing to focus on dropping a minimum of one episode per week, so continue to look for it. And if you want to make sure that you're always notified when a new podcast uh, hits the platform, please subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other platforms that we are on. And if you'd be so kind as to take a few moments, I'm going to ask you to give us a review. Your feedback is very important, so take some time. Give us a review. What do you think of the podcast? What do you like? What do we need to improve on? And hopefully you give us five stars. And if you know another business owner, entrepreneur, hiring manager, whomever, that you feel would benefit from this podcast, do them a favor, grab the share button from the podcast and send them a link to the podcast and say, hey, I just listened to this. It's only about 22, 23 minutes long. I got some great value out of it. I now know how to set up my employee testimonial process. I think it'd be worth your time to listen to it. Let's share this podcast because my goal is to reach as many business owners, entrepreneurs, and companies as possible so that we can continue to provide information, insight, and ideas so that we can continue to improve employee experience, make sure that Mondays don't suck, and just build better work environments. All right. Have a great week, and we will see you next week on the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you. Download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resource is in the show notes. And last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur to employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays, or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.